Welcome back, back to Let's Talk About Thrones, House of the Dragon edition. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, 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 oh, very nicely. Very okay. nicely done. Let's just get into it, man. They they added so much of the music in from the original series into this show. I loved it. Of course. Of Same course. composer so, and just rocked. Okay, go ahead, Richard. That is the deep, sultry voice of Amos or Anthony or Ethan Kane, depending on how you know him. Hello, bud. Hey, man. It's so good to be back in, in, the, in the recording space with you two. It's awesome. It is also. And by two... Who's the other voice we heard? It's me, Jenny. Yay! <laughs> and in a sudden change, she's on the road and still able to record on time. <laughs> That's because I have a podcast kit now, a traveling <laughs> podcast kit. Fantastic. And we are glad to have you here. We, um, we want to talk about dragons, I think. And yeah. as a reminder to folks, if you listen to our show before, let's talk about Thrones. Well, we're going to spoil the shit out of stuff. So um, be prepared for that, right? Like we're not going to hold back here. We're also not going to hold back the expletives. So expect the E <laughs> on this episode. Oh, yeah. E. <laughs> That's and I think we're going to need that just for content that we may end up talking about. I don't know. There's... Let me tell you, I, I don't know. Let's start with general impressions, all right? Um, the only thing I'm going to say to start off is if you forgot how brutal Game of Thrones can be, they wasted no time getting you back into that. Yep. Wheelbarrow full of nuts. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? And that's not the worst of it. <laughs> yeah, I I had to watch the doctor effing. I didn't need that. <laughs> and I think and yet, we even talked about that a couple months ago. At I the had same to go, like, time, like hold my hand in front of the TV and say, "No, Eleventh Doctor, no." <laughs> At the same time, though, it was still it almost felt tempered from the original series. Like you know, it was it was graphic, it was violent, it was sexual, it was not. There was no incest. They that the, we know yet, of. yet, and there's there were no visible private parts that I recall. No, we got a little bit of a <laughs> again eleventh doctor. Right, we got some uh, doctor butt. Yeah, but not just the doctor butt. There was a brief suggestion of Doctor Bush. Yeah. Oh really? Oh, I saw that, I, I, and I I'm thought I don't need I that, that either. I'm and also, it didn't match. That. Yeah, <laughs> the curtain didn't match the drapes. That's what I just <laughs> surprise. He's not a blonde. I know. I was like, guys, you didn't want to attend to this detail. I feel like if, if like, where is Gawker or Jezebel? They're just going to be all over this. Uh, at the same time, do you really want to be the makeup artist that has to put that wig down there? It's CGI. Just take this color and turn it to this horrific blonde color on this man's head. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. um, another thing we should probably tell our audience, remind our audience, is we will not be recapping the entire episode line no. for line. Like, that's... Episode that's... one. Who's he, what's it, Targaryen? And who's he, dunce it, Targaryen? 
uh, had a baby. Oh, okay, okay. Then, Let's uh, get into that real quick. I have Mira, to have the IMDb page Noah. open. Yeah, I've got to have the IMDb page open because some of these names are so similar because we're dealing with nothing but Targaryens for the, the majority of the show that I can't remember the names of who's who, even though I'd recognize Just them by pick face. A name. Daenerys, Shigaris, right. uh, 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 Rhaenyra. Uh, and don't forget Otto. I don't know. There, Aegon. Aegon is mentioned. There's an Aegon yeah. mentioned. There's a, a queen who wasn't. And the man with three names. Oh, wait, that's Anthony. Sorry. They <laughs> they reuse names too, right? Yeah, like, it's like yeah. a like a buh, 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 like right. A, yeah, yeah, that's a Targaryen like thing. Royalty does, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, you could look at it that way. Um, so, and no, je- like I, I, I will further my general impressions thoughts just to say that I really enjoyed this. I think a lot of people were trepidatious about how to go into this show that we left game of thrones at least i did very disappointing i think Mm -hmm. the now documented rush job that they did on the last season was so evident and explained so much about why that last season was in my opinion, as bad as it was and why the finale was as disappointing as it was. Actor I- contracts ending, massive overspending. <laughs> Off to the tune. <laughs> Nicely done. The composer would be very proud. I think that's the worst part about the end of the previous series is that HBO was like, no, we'll throw more money at you. We'll add seasons or episodes to it. We'll do whatever you want. Just make it good. And the creators were like, Nah, fam, we're just gonna we're we're done. So we're just gonna rush through this. Yeah, it 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 suffered, and and so people were concerned. I think this first episode of this prequel that takes place as uh, if I'm doing the math in my head properly, based on what they shared with us. 163 years, most of it anyway, before uh, Daenerys' birth. Yes. I it's think they laid that out fairly. It's 172 quickly. years before Daenerys is born, and she was 12 in the original series started, so that makes it 184 years prior to the previous series. Sure, but we're now nine years into the reign of... Viserys. Why don't we solve this and right? call it well before? It's before. It's well before. <laughs> it's yeah. before. Like there's 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 several scores have passed. Um and and it's interesting because there's a lot of stuff that you recognize, right? Like the many times through this I was like, "Oh, wait, is that?" And yep. that was kind of cool, right? Yep. Yeah. The, and, uh, so major things that, that we see, uh, we see the Red Keep in in uh, King's Landing. We see the um, Heron Hall, the Castle Heron Hall, at the very Looking very just beginning. Just as crappy, if not more crappy. Like what happened yeah. to Heron Hall and when? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I could tell you. It happened at the during the when uh, when. Aegon the Conqueror came. Oh, he broke it up, and that's why they. He do broke it, it up with with, uh, with with his dragon, the the great dragon that I can't remember the name of because all the names sound the same. Um, Shmacaris, I think. Yeah, it is. Shmacaris. Yep. 
and uh, that, that's when that happened. And then he called everyone to Heron Hall because it was more centrally located and had historical significance uh, when it came time for the uh, lineage to be decided. So, mm. so you got Heron Hall, you've got the Red Keep, which looks splendid, looks all in one piece, doesn't look like it was cannibalized to suit the needs of the great Baratheon king. Um, you've also got uh, shots of the dragon pit before it was destroyed during the conflict we're about to enjoy the viewing of. Um, and a few other locations that were really well done that I can't put in my mind right now, but like they were recognizable. Fleet bottom looked the same, dingy, dark, dirty, you know, the origin of the gold cloaks. Like there's a lot of cool, like, it was very subtle because if you're yeah. dealing with a show that's fundamentally set in what we would consider medieval times, right? Um, not a ton is going to change. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be like uh, square wheels or I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's going to be yeah. a little different. I, like the carriages are going to look more intense. Like things are going to look a little like the, but like, look at the the doctor, the eleventh doctor's dragon helmet. Like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and his dragon skill armor. Yeah, well, his like, his armor that is fashioned that, to look like dragon skills. I shouldn't say dragon the, skill. Armor. Yeah, the ties to high Val- to Valyria are stronger. Let's um, let's talk about the throne. Oh yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it's yeah, in it, progress. It's much more like the throne of the books because in the books. It's it's built to be high. There's steps going up to it. The swords are basically a cavalcade on all sides of it as it comes down. And the original series is basically just a chair with some sticks stuck coming out the back of it. And now it's actually got the adornments along the stairs, which is closer to what the books represent, but not still still not so different that it's a marked difference from the series we're going, you know, that comes later, the the right. original Game of Thrones series. Right. So they, but they kept really the original cool. aesthetic and just just expanded it up and made it look like the the one we saw before was just a trimmed down version. Yeah. Look at all our budget. We are spending lots of money oh, on a streaming show. Totally. I mean, totally. Oh, if, also, if and Lord of the Rings hadn't come along, this would definitely be the most expensive streaming show, but <laughs> yeah. <sorry. laughs> um, how, how about all of the chandeliers? I don't recall noticing chandeliers in the castle as much as we saw this time and done right where there was actually smoke coming off of them too. Right. Yeah. I noticed that, that there was like, um, things definitely looked more primitive by like, you know, 180 years. What would our life be like 180 years ago with this podcast? We would just be yelling at each other from across a room, you know? So it's like subtle, subtle differences that I would like to go back and watch again to sort of pick up, but that I didn't totally pick up because I was too busy watching um, uh, the 13th doctor not be naked. Yeah. He's the 11th doctor. 11th doctor. (laughs) Whatever. Shame on you. Uh, I I have no shame in my Whovian knowledge. I don't care. But they set it up really well, which is like, uh, there was a smoldering conflict that was in like the cold open, right? Mm-hmm. The the queen who wasn't the queen of cheekbones, right? Uh, you've got uh, her husband, um, uh, 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 whose name I definitely don't remember. Uh, 
uh, but he's got cool hair and they're cool kids, Jaden and Willow. Uh, and then <laughs> didn't they look like Jaden and Willow Smith? <laughs> they, so can they, we they talk did. about that for a minute? Because I, I, I think fans may be surprised that there are what we might think of as black people in like house. Well, maybe not in the you, same house. Even but, what house? I don't know what house. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what house, but uh, still, they're Targaryen by marriage. Interesting. I don't know. I, I think uh, we invented black in this country doing shitty things to people. So, uh, you know, I, I feel like it was long overdue and I'm glad we did it. And that guy looks like he's going to have a baller role. It, it, totally. It actually fits. And I, but I, I think my, my point is, I hope that they explore that a little bit. Like well, if they, one thing they could do is just ignore it and say it was a casting choice. The other thing they could do is give us some history. Like I'm, I'm no, they they already have. How did they do that? He's Dornish. The people of Dorn are known to have darker skin. This is this was explored in the original series because all the sand snakes were like they had darker skin, they had the the, the bronze skin. They're that that's just a known thing in Westeros that people of Dorn have darker skin. So it's okay, not that I, much of a stretch that, that this part. How did we was know he a pirate, this? a Dornish pirate? Did I miss that? Someone was a pirate. I forget. I think he was. I think he was. Um, but yeah, people in Dorn ha- have have been known to have darker skin, and okay. it's not a stretch that this one person has significantly darker skin than anyone we've seen from Dorn. But we're also looking almost 200 years previous to any other experience we've had with Dorn. Cool. Cool. Speaking of uh, Dornish people, I, I really want to see more of Prince Cutie Pie or whoever he was that was in the tournament. Yeah. A lot he's more. The, uh, he's literally yeah. from the same flower as the cute, uh, the family as the Cutie Pie that was uh, Marjorie. I can't remember anyone's name. Um, <laughs> uh, the one who became queen and then boom. Tyrell. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a Tyrell. <sighs> I'm going to have to bone up on all these names, but yeah, he's cute. <laughs> totally. Yep. Um, and at this time, uh, well, I don't know if it's at this time. I think it's at this time. Dorn is still not part of the seven kingdoms. They're a separate right. kingdom. Right. So Aegon never conquered them. They weren't conquered or they didn't, they ne- were never conquered. Actually, they were um, subdued and brought into, I don't say subdued. They were brought into the seven kingdoms by way of trade and, and negotiations and, and things yeah. like that, they were never actually conquered. So, and then there's they, some huge grudge match that will happen between Dorne and the Targaryens, which I bet we're going to see here. Because if I remember correctly, it like goes way back, and you know, yeah, stuff. Um, stuff. There's a there's a few other things that I want to mention real quick about the origins here. Uh, the the gold cloaks. The they don't explain very well that that. This is the origin of the gold cloaks. Um, when I mean, they're wearing gold cloaks, so to me, it's like a, a giveaway. Well, Damon Richard, Targaryen. I didn't hear you. D- Damon Say Targaryen. Whatever you said again. Uh, I'm I, I'm glad because I thought I was over talking you, and I'm glad I if I didn't, I'm good. I'm glad about that. Um, I I thought they did explain it. I thought that they uh, kind of gave him a lot of shit for like. Mi- like making a spectacle out of it by adorning these gold cloaks. Yeah, this is the like 
before now the 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 night's watch or not night's watch the 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 city, city watch, watch for lack of a was better word. basically just half-assed cops they weren't they weren't really doing much of anything um uh, damon targaryen is the one that that whipped him into the gold cloaks that we know from later in the series from from the original series he's the one that that made it to where they were a force to be reckoned with that put them through the training and gave them the the power and the prestige all that started with Damon Targaryen. Did we notice that um, this House of Dragon has borrowed liberally from the cast of Outlander, including Dougal Mackenzie <laughs> and the lawyer guy? Uh, and those are just the two I saw. Um, so there's going to be a lot of Outlander uh, theft uh, of because they've discovered a lot of really good actors and actresses in that. And I wouldn't be surprised to see more. Um, and there's just a lot of that, guys. There's a lot of that guys floating around. Like the whole Hightower family is a bunch of that guys. Yep. And girls. Yep. That's cool. And, and and generally good actors. So that's a good thing. It's funny. There were faces in there that I recognized. I didn't necessarily know where or why or or who they were. But it. It, 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 there was a sense of familiarity also, even in characters that you haven't seen before, just because of, you know, what they wear, how they dress, how they have their hair, the similarity in, in their, you know, they're all blonde and all that sort of stuff. Right. And, and I, I think, you know, we know the territory that went a long way to making this easy to get into. Mm hmm. Yeah, and the way they so uh, Rhaenyra Targaryen, the young young princess Rhaenyra Targaryen, is played by Millie Alcock, and she's a young Australian art uh, uh, actress. And put, seeing pictures of her side by side with Daenerys when they're both in character, yeah, it's more than just the hair. Like they have a lot of the same facial features that really bring that about. And then if you look at the the woman that's playing, uh, the, Emma Darcy is playing the older version of Princess Rhaenyra Targaryen that we haven't seen yet. We've heard because she did the in, the cold open intro, but we haven't seen her yet. I swear that was Lena Headey. It wasn't, but whoa, they made I, I know. It had that vibe to it, didn't it? But if you look at uh, Emma Darcy in character and look at Millie Alcock in character, there's that same similarity. So you can, you can see kind of a, a, a natural progression of uh, in your mind of the character evolution, even though they're not the same, you know, Daenerys and Rhaegar. Rhaenyra are not the same character. You can see kind of like she's going to kind of fit that role where she's one of the protagonists of this story. Mm -hmm. And little things like that really struck me as, man, this is awesome. Whenever somebody says, I just want to fly off with with you, my definitely a little bit by girlfriend, uh, go see the old world and eat some cake, you know they're going to be the heir by the end of the episode. It's Chekhov's cake. <laughs> so you're Chekhov's talking about dragon. Rhaenyra and Allison? Yeah. Title. <laughs> Those two are 100% uh, a little bit more than just friends. Which is fine. 100%. All right. But also, I, I you know, what's going to bug me about this show is I, I try, I'm going to try not to go back to that big compendium book that they wrote with that soft cover that was all about the Targaryens, like the backstory of the Targaryens and High Valyria and all that. 
And I really want to go back to it because I feel like um, uh, Otto Hightower sort of pimping his own daughter out to the king is not the last time we see that happen. But I don't know. I don't remember which generation of people, like everybody got involved in this war. And I think that um, uh, that that girl going, I could read you a book is going to come back later. Yeah. So it let's talk is. about the scenes where they pushed people's comfort level a little bit. Um, we had two brothel scenes. Mm-hmm. The first one for some reason struck me as more explicit than the second, maybe just because of the bare ass. But um, that was myself. I thought it was the naked thrusting, but well, (laughs) sure. Sure. (laughs) I mean, um, we're going to go there. That could have been it. It was so uncomfortable. Which you made clear from the beginning, you never wanted to see, but apparently we're going to be seeing that. Um, because of some of your concerns of them perhaps being too explicit with incest, I was uncomfortable just watching him in the scene when he was alone with his niece. Even though there was, they, they didn't imply anything specifically, but it felt uncomfortable. Instead of foreshadowing, it's foresistering. Oh, I, I'm, I'm very tired. I, I, um, you I got the feeling that was very di- something is going to happen. There. Yeah. Yeah. Th- I, th- I felt that tension was very um, uh, uh, like second cousinly intentional. Like yeah. the, the tension was intentional. Uh, that's that. He gave her a pretty, pretty necklace made out of steel. Right. And that's not even second cousin. Right. That's no, that's like uh, he's her uncle. He's her uncle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. My game of we should live stream this on video at some point because my faces are just going to be. Oh, like, your facial eh. expressions are <laughs> right for sure. That, that is the intent. Uh, is now a good time to mention we have a patron for sure. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about the uh, the birthing tournament um, because uh, both sides of that parallel sequence they did were pretty horrific. Yeah, the tournament yeah. section without oh. anything. Oh and my just god! Death at the right? end of it, right? Oof. Like first of all, the, the they present it as if he has to make a decision, and it's a and it's an impossible decision, and he he makes this decision. Do I, you know, do you save my wife or do you save my potential heir, my child? Um, I might argue selfishly, um, but and then you think that's it, but then he he feels like an accomplice because now he's basically there, like holding her while they forcibly remove the child from her, yeah, thereby killing her. They softened it a little, though. I feel like in post, they might have softened it because the choice was actually you either kill your wife and get the baby or you kill both of them. Right. So it wasn't like because it's a breach birth. It's not like that kid was ever going to come out. I think they should have made that more clear. I mean, yeah, you could you it's funny because (laughs) I was a breach birth and and 
50 some years ago, there was technology to deal with that. Thousands of years ago, there likely was not any way to deal with that. And so, um, and this is I, a I don't woman think that was clear. Difficult pregnancies I think, before. I, I, I'm sorry. This is a woman who'd had difficult pregnancies before. Right. She's lost. She's had stillbirths, early deaths. You know, all that kind of stuff. This is not new hat to her. Right. So I, I can't imagine just that- gotten her up off the bed and had her crouch down a little bit because, not yeah. to go to my other midwife podcast, but breech births are not always a, a life threatening. They just right. didn't know to like walk her around and you know I don't know. And, and another thing about this is that um, in the show. I got the impression that the the choice was kill them both or save the child. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely not going to save the mother. No all the recap, yeah, all the recaps I've impression. seen. That's not how the, they presented it. All the recaps I've seen have been save the mother or save the child, and I didn't think that saving the mother was ever a choice in the yeah. show itself. Uh, you know, that that could be one of those Mandela things where people are just thinking that it was different, but. Um, that'd be interesting. I, I need to go back and rewatch it, which is uh, something we plan to do yeah. on later episodes. But that's something I need to do because that was one of the things that I was caught up on was like, there's no choice here. You know, right. it's either it's either you lose both or there's a possibility you can save one. It sucks, but that's an easy choice. As yeah. a parent, I'm telling you, that's an easy choice. Um, but yeah, they, it, it, it might have been a little, a little mushy right there in the logic mm-hmm. in the story itself. And and all this is very graphically happening in parallel with the tournament where we're reminded of the brutal sport that um, people enjoy, apparently. Yeah. And I wouldn't even say in parallel. I'd say it was in concert. Like the two events happening at the same time really fed off of each other. There Absolutely. Was, yeah. You know, it, like – switching between the two scenes and going between the battle on the field and this battle in the bed, it, it really like captured it, on my attention. I I was not thinking anything other than what is going on with both these scenarios right now. And I need to know right now, all of it right now. And that that's just a masterful bit of storytelling to keep two so different events and have them so intertwined that in my mind, they, you know, they're almost the, the same event. It's really, really good storytelling. And both of them causing you, like causing you uh, pain to watch. Like they were both right. painful scenes to watch. Yep. It, yeah. It was. It was really, really well done. Um, I I thought it was interesting to see when word came out uh, that there was a child that that you know you could see they they the word kind of passed around i thought that was really interesting how uh that played out um who help me understand something i have questions as i often do right so one of my questions is when they're asking for a maiden's favor is that a euphemism? No, it's just like uh, bless my bless my spike, which I guess is a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like uh, uh, I want your favor so I can win this thing. It's like good luck, Sunny. Uh, but it's also political, like as if anything wasn't political in this world. Like it's yep. political that um, the cute guy asked for 
Rhaenyra and then uh, Matt Smith asks for Allison. Like it's definitely um uh there there's gamesmanship involved in that too. Right. Yeah. It wasn't it a Baratheon that asked for yeah. the queen that wasn't or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. Showing his loyalty there. Um and there's all you know, like man, the high council or whatever it is, the council of the hand or whatever, it's they're always just a bunch of whiners and, and softies. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah okay. So council. that's a good lead in to my second question. The council. What are the balls? What are the stones that they take to the table that remind me so much of the souls of the androids in Westworld. Oh yeah. I think they're just like dragon glass uh, or the eye of a dragon or something. That's like, I'm in charge and I'm the second in command. And maybe they, at some point they'll throw it at someone's head. Yeah. It it seemed to me to be, uh, you know, I don't know. It, 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 like it, it doesn't lack importance because they focused on it a few times. Right. Like they really f- like zoomed in and showed a hand slipping the ball into the, the, the hole. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but this, I don't know if the there's any direct go on. I, this whole show right. is ridiculous. I'm <laughs> 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 oh, sorry. House of the euphemisms. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that we may never get an explanation for that, but it's definitely something that I'm keyed in on to watch in future episodes. They were basically like, how can we make it just a little bit different? And they're like, ooh, look at this. I, I kind of got the feeling that showing up at the small council without your, your little stone would be kind of like, huh? It's verboten. Right. It'd be, it'd be like showing up at the, uh, showing up in church in Sons of Anarchy without your vestments. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, you don't, if you don't bring your patch with you to the table, are you even allowed to speak at the table? So. It's kind of uh, I got that feeling from it, but I don't I don't know what the reference is there, and I haven't seen it explained anywhere. Yeah, I I, I thought that was interesting. Um, how about the dungeon scene? So there's this great scene in the dungeon, and um, we've seen that skull before, right? Oh yes, oh yes. Uh, it's shown a few times in season one when. Arya is sneaking around the caverns. She runs across it very briefly. And in season seven or eight, when um, when Cersei shoots the, the ballista, she shoots it through that skull. And now it's down there in a place of reverence, surrounded by all these candles. And did you notice uh, King Viserys holding his hand above the flames directly like right above the flames yep. and not being burnt by it. Yep. Like, which is a complete throwback to Daenerys. So, or throw forward to Daenerys. <laughs> however, that works out. Interesting. You know, they mentioned that kind of stuff a couple times, like the, the pure bloodline can't be harmed by heat. Right. Right. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I hadn't, uh, I I I noticed that, but I didn't catch the significance of it. Then there's a wheelbarrow full of body parts, which we skipped over. Oh my god, that was a lot of goo. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good point. So that was part of the the city watch cleansing, and uh, basically going out and 
summarily punishing anyone they suspected of maybe being doing something bad. Suspecting. Like, they're... they're... <laughs> <laughs> it was like, hey, you look like you might have cheated somebody out of a couple right. coin one day, so we're just going to take off your hand. Or other uh, parts. Yeah. Ed's, yeah. So lots of parts. I, I was I was eating something when I watched it. I was like... Oh, wow. Yeah. That's your fault. I don't... That's a, that, I think... That, that's a Jenny problem. Yeah, I, I think this is a, a rule that we should have. Don't eat anything while you're watching yeah. anything having to do with Game of Thrones. Yeah. You are correct. You are correct. Uh, that was an interesting scene, though, in that... Damon Targaryen was establishing that control, and it's almost like he did it to push the small council to pay attention to what he was doing, and it backfired a little bit. On the surface, it backfired a little bit, but I don't know that it's not a longer ploy by Damon to begin a series of events that he ultimately wants to happen. Oh, is he playing a game of Thrones? <laughs> uh, you know, in the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. You mean like the throne that he was sitting on uh, just casually? When Renera walked in, yeah. Just casually. Yeah. All right. So uh, a, a couple more things I, I wanted to just discuss before we wrap this first episode of our reunion, which I'm very happy about. Um, characters of the folks that we've been introduced to so far. Do you have a favorite character? Be they good, bad, or otherwise? I think Patty Considine as King Targaryen, whatever his name is, is a really interestingly played character who seems weak, but there's definitely Targaryen uh, pissiness underneath there that comes out in high stress um situations and i like him because he's like kind of more laid back he's got a tougher younger brother which is often the case in these stories uh again a nod to outlander um but i i i like seeing how he's going to develop in his grief and his doubt i feel like he's really interesting and i don't know what's going to happen to him more than anyone else it should be an easy name to remember. It's Viserys the first. Oh, right. Yep. Yep. Uh, I am going to throw a nod to Matt Smith as a person that doesn't have any previous experience with him. I think he's doing amazing, but you will not be surprised to find out that my favorite character and actor so far in this is Millie Alcock playing uh, the young princess Rhaenyra Targaryen. Because you know me, I love a young, strong woman that is going to change the damn world. Yeah, yeah, no, I legit. Think she's playing it amazingly. Legit. She's great. She's fantastic, and she's got this very unformed look on her face, like it's unformed, which is the best way I can put it. It's like as if Daenerys—they hadn't finished molding Daenerys Targaryen out of clay, and they had Rhaenyra. Right? That they 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 managed to uh, make her just like perfect casting. It was just really good. Yeah. It, it, it she she strikes me as like a combination of Daenerys and Arya, two of my favorite characters from the original oh, yeah. series, and I'm just I love it, love yeah. it. What about you, Richard? And, well, I think they do a good job also of establishing that she still has a lot to learn, and yeah. that's. I mean, she's a cupbearer in the throne or in the uh, in the small council. She's a cupbearer, so she's been raised for for taking you know 
a, a strong role, whether or not it's been the intention the entire time. Yeah, interesting. Um, so this may pain Jenny, but also uh, Damon Targaryen. I, I'm I am impressed by Matt Smith in this role. Um, he continues to impress me in pretty much any role he's in, despite being this really awkward dude. He continually just embodies the characters that he plays. And um, I, I think that few actors do that as well as he has in the couple things I've seen him in. Um, so, and I think his character is very complicated. Um, he obviously cares for uh, Renera. He has this competitive thing going on with his brother. He but feels... also cares about his brother. That's what I like. That was the nuance I liked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, but obviously has eyes on the throne. Um, so he's, he's, I think going to be an interestingly complex character that is going to be fun to watch. And maybe at some point hate, I don't know, kind of like, um, you know, Many of the characters from the first season or first series, I should say. I think the people who are going to win the Game of Thrones are us. Oh, there we go. Nicely done. Hey, one quick question before we wrap up. Um, how did you watch this? I know you're on the road, Jenny. So did you get to watch it on a, on a TV at least? Or did you watch it on a smaller device? Uh, I paid $14.99 for the free trial of HBO max, which I will use one more time before canceling because I already have HBO max at home, but it was too exhausting to figure out how to get that on the road. So <laughs> I have to give a shout out to YouTube TV, which is anywhere you are all the time. And then it has all the little add on channels that I didn't get. Cause when I was at home. Yeah. And they were advertising the hell out of that because of game of Thrones too. So um, I'm, I'm glad me. that worked for you, but also what does that say about HBO and their user experience? Huh? Funny about that. Um, yeah, shouldn't sad. be so hard, right? How about you, Amos? I watched it on my Apple TV through the HBO Max app. So on a television. On a television. Yeah. I, I also watched it on a television, and I noticed as soon as it started – that it looked really cheap. It looked like I was watching a freaking soap opera. I'm like, what the Maybe hell is this? Maybe I'll keep watching it on, it's on YouTube TV. Well, on my computer. What happened was that this is the first thing that I've watched on my new television that was in Dolby Vision. Oh. And so I hadn't set up any of the settings to turn off all of the awful default smoothing and everything else that manufacturers turn on by default in each TV mode. And so that's what I was getting. And as soon as I changed it and I saw the difference, I'm like, oh, my God, I have to restart. I don't know why <laughs> so anyone ever uses that smoothing thing where it's like uh, right? days of our dragon lives. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like they did that with the hobbit and i almost never recovered i was like who yeah. thought this was a good idea peter jackson i i don't know i i yeah. it was it was awful the other thing that i learned is that until i was 
watching this and then adjusted the settings accordingly. I also didn't have Dolby Atmos working on my soundbar properly. So I got that working and my whole experience was really, really cool. So I was watching on a Vizio soundbar that's mounted uh, at my headboard. So when I'm watching it from the, t- from the, bed watching tv all the sound is actually coming from behind i was watching it on macbook air speakers and riding the levels when people started making sex noises because it was like eight in the morning yeah understandable (laughs) now i will say if you haven't had a chance uh jenny at some point if you have airpod pros or whatever or Um, the newest airpods no because they broke uh, and i fought with apple and they quote uh, fixed them and then they didn't fix them and this is a whole other show Okay, but they're back I, at my dad's house, totally useless. I'm sorry to hear that because spatial audio on those things is friggin' amazing. It's pretty good. They do a really good, good job of it. Well, maybe I'll buy yeah. another pair, but I'm going to try to get them to fix it one more time because they they literally broke them worse. Like uh, they broke them worse. That's they came back good. more broken. Not good. All right. Well, uh, broken AirPods aside, let's head out of here. We'll be back to talk about the next episode of Let's Talk About Thrones. Uh, quick, I want a thought on this closing thoughts from everybody before we go. Amos? I am more excited now than I've ever been about Game of Thrones. I liked it. i thoroughly enjoyed it they may have renewed themselves amos any housekeeping we need to do before we're out of here this time there is we now have a twitter uh, profile it's at about thrones you can keep up with all the episodes there we also have a patreon now so you can go to um patreon.com slash let's talk about thrones and you'll find it there. We will have uh, exclusive bonuses for our patrons, and it is per episode, so you're not going to get charged when there are no Game of Thrones episodes to be seen. Um, but yeah, we're going to be doing uh, some live chats, some watch parties, all kinds of fun stuff uh, exclusive to patrons. So get on that. Sounds fun. All Join right. Join us, be our patron. It will be fun. We will go places. Nobody can do that as well as she can. We'll just let her sing us out. And and let's talk about thrones at gmail.com. I am tired. I have to go now. (laughs) Perfect.